We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hello. And welcome to Tools Garden Radio. My name is Keith Lip. I'm Am Yen. Yep. And I am Aid. Yes, you still are. That is I'm, correct. Sir. I'm always amazed that you are still eight. <clears throat> Why? I don't know. Do you expect me to be Haukon because he's not showing up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we had someone else show up. Instead that is Haukon. true, yes. I mean, Haukon might show up. He might. He was gonna, but I mean... Who, who wants to introduce Eight, hey, you introduce him. Well, we have Jan. Yes, of course, we always have Jan. No, not always, but this time we do. And we also have Arnar. Yes. Hello. Hello, Arnar. Yes, there he is. Hello there. Uh, how are you guys? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so who has, the, who has the high ground? Is that Arnar now or...? <laughs> Sorry? What? What? He said what? hello there. Really? Really, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Really? <laughs> you, are, I'm, I'm probably, you guys are, uh, yeah, you guys are been... so bad of a Star Wars geeks. Yeah, I, I don't even... I don't Star Wars. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, Arnar, how are you? Yes. Yeah. Since you were here last time. Yeah, it was yeah, it's just been uh, awesome. I had this yep. uh, really good experience coming with you guys to Worlds, so it was, yep. and that was a blast. Uh, even though I didn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, get my best uh, performance, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. I don't care. It was awesome to be there. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, yeah, I did horribly, but you know, I had shit tons of fun exactly. horribly. Yeah, that's that's what it is. So, but, uh, but what? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that you know, it's actually uh, interesting uh, for me, and because last time when I was on the show, we were talking with uh, Nian was also in that show. We were talking about like uh, you know how you approach the game and all that, mm-hmm. and uh, and I actually you know I did actually bad because uh, I participated in the uh, last chance qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I have always thought that mentality or you know how your mindset is, mm-hmm. you know, differs in this game, and it definitely did for me because I did bad, and it you know got to me, and I just got even you know worse and worse, worse yeah. and worse mm-hmm. in the game, and it actually you know I just just you know it bit bit me you know through my bones, so. I definitely think this, you know, game is a lot of, you know, psychology, or do you call it like a, yeah, like a mentality game. So, 
but yeah, so I think I, yeah, it was interesting how uh, how it got to me. Yeah. What a coincidence you you, you would mention that because <laughs> guess what's our topic for today? Oh really? Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I had like no idea. Did, like didn't oh know. oh, then I then I have to you know open up maybe. I want beer then. And I actually brought Miami Vice Pele. No, oh, okay. So, Florida. Yeah, I'm a Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Mm. Um, yeah. Cheers. How so, yeah, for our listeners who haven't maybe mm. caught the bell, it's uh, our topic for today is basically <clears throat> is mind games in X-Wing. We're gonna talk about that. Excellent, 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 excellent. So, where where do you guys want to talk? Start. Sorry. <laughs> Touch the Shut microphone. Up. I'm talking. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, we wanted to do this uh, this episode, obviously, because you you were talking about like that uh, poker mentality and the similarities. In poker, <clears throat> and I, th I think it was Jan that was really intrigued by that and wanted to do a whole episode about it. Absolutely. Wasn't it, Jan? Yeah. Yes. And I think it's a great topic to talk about. Yeah, I think it's something I need to improve in my game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Probably everyone, everybody, but everybody has their different opinions, right, about it. And their so, different approaches to what they do and how. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus, I'm. Uh, we're doing a podcast, and I'm. I'm actually talking with my hands. <laughs> like, like over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm drinking beer as well, Arten. Okay. So what do you have? Uh, I just have a good old bolle. Ah, okay. Uh, bolle, bolle, bolle. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, Jan, do you want yeah. to start, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you did a lot of, lot of work on the show notes, so... Oh, uh, yeah, some of it. Um, mm -hmm. Seems to be a habit, and you will get lazy eventually. <laughs> and then I will take over while you're not looking. Well, so, I, well I, I create the document. Isn't that enough? Yeah, true. You create an empty file. <laughs> for the rest of us to work in. That is, that is true. That is a major contribution. You enable all of us. We couldn't do it <laughs> Yeah, Creating Google Docs is really, really complicated and not hey, for hey. novices. Yeah, I mean, I, I do the name and I write show notes, episodes, and episode number. Exactly. And, and then, I, then I write down maybe at one topic and then I do shout outs. <laughs> just to get you started so actually if anybody thinks that these episodes are too long then you can blame the rest of us because Gisli is really keeping it short and dense <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we, we would okay. be like TCX if Gisli had his way <laughs> yeah no. with the number of beers it's more like OCX right so um, <laughs> Anyway, 
Uh, yep. It's a bit hard topic to sort of approach and get going, but I have a yep. feeling that once we start, we will not have a problem going on. No. So, um, let me try to phrase a question that can get us going. Um, when do the the mind games, if we want to call them that, it sounds a little bit negative, but but where do when do when does it start? I mean, is it when you walk up to your opponent, or is it when you actually start playing the game? If I can answer a little bit, I think it actually starts way earlier. I think it actually starts within your own playgroup, just to get your mind going. Uh, but that's, yeah. And even if you have uh, your like your little small playgroup, and then your bigger playgroup who is going to to a tournament together, you might start with a little mind games before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I kind of agree to that. I, I think it's uh, I think it's more like the community you are in mm -hmm. uh, instead of maybe the uh, playgroup itself. Mm -hmm. uh, in the community, it will definitely start like, you know, this is how I'm going to approach the game, and this is how I want to, you know, you know be as a player. Yeah. And then probably someone, you know, everyone knows that. Yeah, and you were thinking about on a game-to-game -game basis. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I, well, I think there is, there is there's both the sort of relation to your group. There's mm -hmm. obviously also something psychological about yeah. how you set yourself up for a tournament um, mm -hmm. but I don't think that is really the topic for today no, even no. though that mental mm -hmm. attitude and winner mm -hmm. attitude and so on could be interesting to delve into but we can perhaps course, do that yeah, another yeah. time so but, if we sort of take a cue from uh, from poker which I think is where yeah. we started the, uh, exactly. the dialogue then yeah. I guess it, it is about that interaction between you and your opponent, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is not strictly just communicating, okay, you no. your turn to place your ship, right? Or no, yeah, no, yeah. No. your turn to shoot. But, Correct. But what what I be, before we start with that, I I just want uh, what I wanted really to say, uh, you have to because that's really the beginning of the mindset. You have to go into the tournament. I'm not I'm not thinking, but knowing you could win it, basically, just to have your mindset going into the tournament to be able to mm -hmm. do stuff. But yeah, continue. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe you know, as a <laughs> if you can call it a disclaimer, you, you know, like we before we go into this topic, is mm -hmm. you know, of course, uh, this is not an issue for me. Uh, in the game right now, I think the game is in a good state, and uh, there's no nothing negative going on regarding, you know, this uh, you know mind game or something like that. So it's more like it's just an interesting uh, discussion point, and it's just interesting. It's fascinating. It's just interesting to you know dive into it and just you know wrap our uh, minds up about it. How we you know, do we see it? How do we see it? <coughs> And all that. Yeah, I mean, so, I think. And what I think is maybe a question, you know, upon this part, uh, I actually look at 
look at it as uh, you know it's like turn zero it's like the placement tiles maneuvering uh, when you're doing your actions and also just during the play itself so I think maybe if we just you know in turn zero what happens there that we can actually uh, point as some mind games happening there so 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 follow up on the your question Jan on that so if you maybe start yeah. on turn zero well, what happens there what have you seen you know what do you do yourself because I think that's uh, I have seen I do it myself and I've seen someone else do it as well uh, can I answer a little bit about that sure I often often try to read my opponent's strategy by the first rock he settles down and often that first rock tells me exactly what he wants to do mm -hmm. in turn in turn zero yeah exactly just by looking at that single rock he use mm -hmm. and what rock he picks up or agree or, yeah. or gas cloud or whatever yeah. I yeah, but like some people to don't have a strategy towards rocks. Exactly. No, uh, no exactly. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say it in the beginning. But I, on I, that I think point, I, 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 no, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think yeah. everybody has a strategy of some sort, but I think there are so many people that don't know it, mm -hmm. that they Could. do have a strategy. And I think it's really important for people to get to know their own strategy within yeah, that. definitely and that's I think one of the uh, question follow-up questions here yeah. so firstly maybe uh, yeah okay let's start with you uh, so what does it tell you how do you feel when you see someone and you know he put a rock that is really bad for you does it mean that yeah does it mean or maybe after all the rocks have been placed and you see that okay he deliberately ruined how I can fly with my list does it then um, you know will it be a little bit more scared that you know no, oh wow well, this is a good you, player I need to be careful you know how uh, usually that doesn't happen with the first rock you no know, not after all I, the rocks I, I, I mean I, yeah, after all, after all the rocks uh, I mean often after after turn zero I can just see that I messed up just like shit mm -hmm. what I thought I was doing was correct but after the final rock has settled I'm like okay no wow this is a horrible rock placement for me but then then I often have to change my strategy because of it okay so, so then Again, if you see it, maybe then to you, and we can all mm -hmm. jump in. If you see someone that you know he doesn't know what you know, he's just putting rocks or obstacles anywhere. Yeah. What does that tell you then about the opponent? Uh, that has to be coupled with what kind of list he's playing and what kind of swag he's running on the board. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. Whenever you are yeah. four if he's got all the planes. Uh, exactly. Yeah, if it, yeah exactly. Yeah. If he, and he's just kind of throwing rocks out there, uh, I'm, I would go extra careful. Uh, he's trying to game me. I would think mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. so demeanor, uh, some lists even, uh, it doesn't matter where the rocks are. Of course. So my Roger, point here Roger. is... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 so my point here is actually uh, maybe you know maybe you can uh, use how you place the rocks to you know make a statement. You know, I oh, know yeah. what I'm doing, and you know, you you shouldn't come here and just think I you know you can just run over me. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. But and then there's the there's the hyper accurate guys. You know, put down like three three types of range rulers and like uh, measure from like five different sides and put it like exactly so and mm-hmm. and yeah yeah. I tend to so you often know that those guys are gonna do the same maneuver every single game for the first two or three rounds. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be really very calcul- calculative. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but in, also... in, in practical matters, it doesn't necessarily help you that you know that this is a no, 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 no. Round, right? Well, no, but but it helps you know that you you know that they have thought out this list completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, yeah, that okay, would so actually they're, they're, they're unlikely. To... They're unlikely to start with like a one straight and then do a five straight <laughs> because. Yeah. Then they wouldn't need to be that careful. Then they wouldn't have a script. Yeah. And on exactly. that note, I, I am more. I'm more. I'm more, more li- yeah. I'm... yeah. Sorry. No. 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 Mind. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to say that uh, you know, that's actually you know we we can maybe jump into this when we do talk about maneuvering, but in turn zero, uh, there are also you know when you approach the table. You meet the guy, and you you are you know uh, taking your uh, ships and all that, and putting on the table and all that. Do you have you seen anything there that uh, you think like you know okay, uh, you know this guy knows what he's doing, or you know you know that he will not be talking a lot or all of that. Is there something there that you have seen and? Uh, Maybe I'm taking over the role here, Jan. Sorry, <laughs> but because uh, uh, you are doing the questions. No, no, no but, please go ahead. So, Jan, have you maybe comments on that? Have you seen anything like that? I think you get a feel for the sort of type of player, like how much they talk, and do they just, you know, shake your hand and then completely mm-hmm. zone out and and don't look up or. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might be able to detect if somebody's nervous, um, mm-hmm. or they may just—they may just be there. They might be, just be intensely concentrated. Mm-hmm. And would you then, you know, if you see someone, yeah, and if you see someone that is actually, you know, <laughs> who is really serious, would you then try to, you know, break him and, you know, try, you know, uh, you know? Try to get him out of that boot and just you know, so you 
in quotes, you know, have the higher ground of the conversation. Uh, or would you just absolutely? Yeah, I would. My, my first, my my first, uh, first, uh, well, how do you say, approach to a game of X-wing is to have a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and so, I mean, approaching the table and seeing a guy at the table, I, I start with, "Hey, how are you?" and you know, go through all the pleasantries and trying to get a feel for him. But some people aren't aren't don't open up right away. Mm-hmm. So you have to yeah, keep I, the conversation going and, and try. I don't see that as trying to uh, using that as some sort of leverage and, and, and distraction or something like that. Well, it's just playing a nice nice game of X-Wing. Exactly. And that's actually, you know, if I comment on that myself, I actually would feel, you know, and I'm now giving up my weaknesses, <laughs> I would actually feel, you know, I would I wouldn't uh, be enjoying the game if I couldn't be talking to the, and interact to the player. And then, exactly. I, would, no, then I would just I, thinking, you know, what is, you know, is this something that I did or, or what's happening, you know? And uh, therefore, I would, you know, I would, I think I would play better if I can get the guy, other guy to, you know, interact and have fun and all that. Yeah. I, I was actually going to mention that. I mean, you, you have all, you, all of you guys have seen me play. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot when I play. Mm-hmm. And I like to have fun and tell jokes and, I mean, just be obnoxious, kind of. But I feel like I play better when I'm talking a lot and just having fun. Yeah. And I feel like when people against me uh, just don't take it in like don't start to talk just they're in the game or just not in the mood or whatever I mean people can do all sorts of things I usually play a little bit worse mm-hmm. yeah I, I think uh, that's and then again are they playing mind games by doing mm-hmm. so yeah I mean they might they might yeah exactly but I you know in worlds I, I played one but, game that I just thought, you know, I think he's actually, you know, uh, on purpose acting like he did. Mm-hmm. And I was just, wow, okay, this is strange. You know, he came cold to the table. He yeah. just barely spoke a word and, uh, you know, just greeted me and, yeah, little interaction. And uh, during the whole game, I just, just, okay, this is strings so but uh, yeah so and I he, I know that he has, has played a lot so I was thinking did he do this on purpose just to be intimidated did he? yeah I mean I mean I I think people try, everybody tries to get their opponent into uh, into into my my own comfort zone mm-hmm. you know this mm-hmm. is my comfort zone and yeah. I want to get the opponent there instead mm-hmm. of me going over to his. Yes. So, and that might yeah, be I shutting the hell up. Exactly. Exactly. Or just, you know, I'll talk him. <laughs> <laughs> and get him to feel me. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, uh, there are many ways probably to, yeah. you know, look at it, but. I yeah. think, uh, like Gisli, I usually talk a lot. 
uh, and really enjoyed, you know, laughing. Some of my best games were yeah. almost turned into narratives where mm -hmm. both where we sort of made up a story as we went along, and that can be fabulous. But one of the things I do tend to to ask, sort of, to get the conversation going, is, mm -hmm. oh, how did your last game go, or how's your day been, and stuff like that. And I guess mm -hmm. that's also something that you can then later use, uh, because once you hear, okay, I lo he lost against that, or mm -hmm. he lost against this, or then you might be able to, if you if it if if it can work with your list, to sort of. Mm -hmm try to make him fail the same way again. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly. But you mentioned one, Kisli, that the, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, manure templates do they have? And, you know, then you oh, know, okay, oh, say it, oh, sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you know that, okay, this guy or this person has, you know, done something, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if he's, if he's blasting a whole lot of templates, or even mm -hmm. a mix of them, you know, okay, he he has done stuff, and he know he knows what he's doing, and and you go into the game, knowing. So, that. And uh, also, if the guy is blasting brand new, brand spanking new uh, uh, cardboard templates, yeah. it might he it might be the person just trying to fool us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or someone with a someone with a world's trophy or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if someone, well, if someone pulls up a gold, gold die, I'm not sure yet, because it just no. might be bought. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely again, going to buy now some, uh, you know, templates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I have a tool, you know. Can you yeah, say? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you might often you approach the game a little bit differently. Either if you know the person and you know how good they are, or if you see mm -hmm. tons of swag mm -hmm. on the table. I had one comment uh, uh, when we were playing uh, one of the side events mm -hmm. that when I placed rocks, mm -hmm. and he said instantly after my first or second uh, rock, he said, Okay, you know how to play against swarms. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, and I just, you know, I, I just, there was a week or two that I learned how to do that. So, and I, it was, it was correct, you know, I, I didn't in, intentionally where I put the rocks. So it was, so, so he said, wow, okay. So that meant something, you know. Yeah. That, that was probably against the Thai Swamp, right? Yes, yeah, sure. It was, uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, yeah, I don't recall. But he has played this swarm a lot. Yeah. We saw it on yeah, his yeah. styles. <laughs> Can't do that against the uh, struts, though. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Okay. Okay. I mean, that can be a thing as well, complimenting your opponent and on what he's doing while you're placing rocks. You can yeah. get into somebody's head while doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and and definitely what I did, uh, you know, I of course I said, yeah, 
that's correct. I've uh, definitely <laughs> uh, know that and uh, been yeah. playing uh, against them a lot, and I know what you know exactly how they work and all that. You know, mm -hmm. I definitely sure. used it, and I I tried to put a mind game into it. So, you know, being confident about it, and you know. Yeah, I mean, he might have changed his uh, strategy that, because yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I you're think... So quiet. You're, you're so quiet. No, I'm letting you speak, right? I just told you I talk <laughs> a lot, like you. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we sort of... Um, probably move on to sort of the next uh, set of topics how do how does it affect this conversation and this start whether it is you know the first round of Swiss or um, a must-win game to get in the cut or even you know a game in the cut does that change things apart from you knowing that you know the uh, your opponent is is it's not a newbie. Yeah, I mean, in the cut, you don't you don't have to know that. You you know that your opponent knows knows something about his list. At least, you're you're not lucky. Always to be in the cut. I mean, mm -hmm. you you might be lucky to get into the cut, but I mean, that's just not so much in two point oh. In one point oh, you could no. actually do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I you, just you, picked up this VCX and went to cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but 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 I mean I'm, uh, yeah. In two point most people going into the cut they aren't lucky. They they know what they're doing. Exactly. So 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 you don't have, really have to wing that. But I uh, I mean you want to ask your opponent a lot of questions. Try to just try to even make them talk a little bit and just not tell you their strategy mm -hmm. but get a little bit into their head how what how their strategy is going to be I, I think them yeah. telling I think it's actually uh, you're just uh, you know if you don't know the player you're mm -hmm. getting more information about him so you will understand maybe better how he is and maybe that gives you some information you know what kind of player he is and all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it might it, it might be his first time in the cut. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I went to went to a system open and it's my first time going into the cut at an any tournament. <clears throat> it's like, okay, wow, well done. But then you then you know he might be a little bit nervous because of it. Exactly. I mean, for 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 me, I mean, uh, I've I've been in the cut. I mean, lo lots of times, mm -hmm. but I. But that doesn't matter. I won't get nervous every single time I reach the cut. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like seriously, seriously nervous. Uh, even at a small scale tournament, I get nervous. Exactly. So now comes uh, maybe a interesting uh, <laughs> and maybe a delicate uh, discussion point on that. If you know it. You know, what can you know? What can you do? You know, can you capitalize on that and just, you know, try to you know get him more nervous and you know telling telling him that mm. almost all 
the you know those who goes to the first car the you know first time in the car they always you know miss out and say something <laughs> like that you know <laughs> you know I, I, I'm not <laughs> saying I would do it but you know you know if no no but it can also be you know just saying well that is great uh, then I guess you achieved your your goal for the day. Oh yeah, and get into the whole like, uh, okay, so you're not thirsty anymore, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But still, I mean, uh, I think because me and me and Jan are kind of similar in that way, we we like to talk a lot. <laughs> but I think it's also I want to loosen up everybody mm-hmm. because I I want to be loose and I talk to get rid of the nervousness. But if I see people across me that are nervous, I even try to talk more just to make them actually less nervous as well. Mm, Because when people are talking, they kind of forget that they're nervous, at least for me. Mm So that's maybe why. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I I just, yeah, I I, I took this. I, t- I took the decision on uh, taking this, uh, what do you what call it, a devil's... Uh, devil's outfit, kid. At, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, just, you know, yeah. But, because, uh, yeah. you know... So, basically, basically it's if you actually, to... this is, you know, because uh, comparing it to poker, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what we are doing, that is something in poker you would do. You would try to uh, you know, cross the if there is a little of uh, some uh, you know, uh, if you have some you know, uh, you're, you're you know, you are nervous, but you think you have something, then the other guy just crushes it. Mm-hmm. So that is usually you know what they do in poker. So then they have the higher ground, and then they will be. You know, doing more mistakes uh, and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. That's the the comparison to poker. So, mm-hmm. and then they have rat that this person is nervous, and this is how I'm going to capitalize from that. And mm-hmm. so, but I, I we have I I haven't seen this in act swing, and I'm I'm not sure we will ever see this, but it's. Definitely something that you can possibly do, and is possible to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if we move into deployment, yeah, then I guess I mean there's probably some of the same things like uh, like we talked about with rock placement. You know, mm-hmm. people who measure very carefully and use a lot of complicated. Uh, Setups uh, is sort of one end of the scale, and people just sort of more or less sort of casually plopping down their ships um, mm-hmm. without using any kind of template, um, mm-hmm. or, or perhaps just measuring range one from the board. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that tell you? Uh, obviously, it depends on the list you're flying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> flying against. I mean, if if the person is flying, let's say. Trip aces. They usually just plump it 
on the board. On the, <laughs> spread out in, okay. in the opposite yeah, corner. <laughs> somewhere here, somewhere here, and somewhere here. Just look at the table. Okay, I'm going to flank here. And you know, okay, this is mm -hmm. going to be a flanker. He's going to try yeah. this, and he's uh, going to try that. Yeah. I'm going to try and go around that rock, and, and I'm going to use this rock for Whisper to shield her. Stuff like mm -hmm. that. If he's flying Grand Inquisitor, he's probably going to put it right in front of you to try to bait with him. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I mean... But yeah. uh, with yeah. other lists, you often see with the rock placement where he is going to put down his ships if he's putting them after you. Then you might capitalize on that because you, you have to look at the board state just with the rocks and it's okay. What is his best option to put down the ships? I mean, if he's flying... If he's flying a swarm or a beef, beefy list or some, 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 some sort, he, you have to you have to look at the lanes. What lanes can he take? Mm -hmm. What are his, what are his best lanes? Uh, can I somehow capitalize on that? Mm -hmm. Or if if I have if I have an ace maybe as well. So, okay, so the... there's more possibility he will be on this side of the table instead of that side of the table so so this is more like a you know how you strategize uh, against where he places his yeah. ships yeah yeah so so but when do you see some you know can you see well i can see weaknesses if someone displaces uh, his you know uh, ships and then oh no no i'm uh, no i think i'm going to do this and then we move, you know, moves it and you know, put it elsewhere. Then I know he probably doesn't have a strategy, or is unsure of the strategy he has. Yeah. Where on the other hand, if someone goes and is measuring, you know, he just puts the ship here and is measuring and just, you know, knows exactly where all the ships are and it is just ready and also starting to, you know, looking at styles and almost, yeah. And I'm also ready with the tires, and you are still putting down your ships. Then you know mm -hmm. he has a mm -hmm. strategy. Yeah. And yeah. then you will have to be probably more careful about it. And uh, yeah, so I think that's something that I've thought about uh, what I've seen and and actually heard, have heard uh, uh, like, you know, because all of these videos uh, Oliver Pucknell has put out where he's uh, talking about his games. He's actually, yeah. I recall that he mentioned that in one of his videos, actually. So that's something that he, you know, thought, thinks about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess there's also something like, let's say you have, you both have a somewhat jousty model. Yeah. Right? Like you both play beef. Let's say mm -hmm. that. Uh, he deploys first. I guess there's also, you know, a very strong, not only sort of strategic message, but also a, a, a psychological message in you just, you know, setting up right in front of him. Mm -hmm. If he deploys in a corner and you deploy in your corner, but on the same side, because mm -hmm. you're essentially saying, I'm going to joust you and I'm going to win. Mm -hmm. And even but if he's, his list is joustier, then you probably don't want to go through with the actual jousting, but... Mm -hmm. then especially if he's also nervous then I, I think you can probably make him sort of rethink like 
why is he jousting me? I think my list jousts better. Mm-hmm. But if I'm nervous, then I might, you know, think, oh, okay, perhaps I should change my plan, and yeah. then turn it into a fight in the rocks where your list might work better. Exactly. Yeah. But then also you might, if you have a more joustier list, like you would probably win the joust. It's oh, wow! Snow coming off the roof. Uh, what happened there? <laughs> Ah, was it Falcon? No, well, there was no coming off the roof to my to my. Uh, it's like a roof window or something. Because I I, I I thought maybe it was one of the Santa Claus we had in Iceland, no. the uh, door, door slammer. <laughs> yeah, no, he crashed. No, because no, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually drinking a beer called the door slammer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What I was saying, you might might even have a better jousting squad but that doesn't mean it might be better for you just to deploy right in front of him because his exit strategy after the initial engagement might be way better than yours so even if you have a more joustier squad uh, he might win round two of engagement by a long shot, so you have to little, little, think a little bit about that as well. Yeah. True. So. But mm. again, looking at it from a mind mind games angle, then I think yeah. um, this sort of also goes down to some of the the talk that's been about you know the control and the beat down uh, mm-hmm. way of looking at X Men games. Um, there is a certain thing to either sort of getting your yourself to a place where your opponent is reacting to you, or mm-hmm. I mean, and now I'm not meaning you as in as in mind games, but you on the board. Mm-hmm. You sort of have a psychological higher ground mm-hmm. uh, versus your your opponent thinking that he has the higher ground, whether that is true or not, and both things mm-hmm. can be useful to fake. Yeah. Right. If you want to bait him into saying, you know, that's sort of trapping, right? Um, yeah. Or alternatively, just saying, okay, I'm just gonna hit you so hard that you have to spend all your mental energy um, trying to sort of not get killed mm-hmm. um, and think that, oh, now I need to dodge. I mean, there's nothing more fun than than making an ace go away just by being a bully. Yeah. Um, so as long as you have something else to shoot at. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I guess I mean, that sort of goes through all the phases, this idea of uh, either getting into the this position where you are dictating the terms uh, of the game, and I think you can do that both in the game with your positioning, but I guess you can also do it to some extent outside the game if you're the one saying you know constantly sort of repeating it could be something simple like just repeating you know the okay end phase planning phase yeah, yeah. And, and just doing these things means that we are now playing by the rules mm-hmm. uh, and we're playing playing the game we're going through the phases but mm-hmm. outside the game I am sort of the one dictating and 
and being in control, and that might affect the game as well, right? Because mm-hmm. it it sort of gets him into this underdog position mentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I definitely think, and I, that's exactly exactly what I've been thinking. You know, when I post the sometimes when I post the games and I see someone, you know, doing this, I'm, I, yeah, I kind of sometimes feel like okay, I we need to be careful in thinking about what I'm doing here and how I have to, you know, approach this and that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. I guess you can enhance that, you know, if you want to be in the dominant position, then say <coughs> things during the planning phase like, oh, why don't you turn your Suntir into my guns? Exactly. Something, le- something less obvious. It's like, just come, come, we can fight. Let's fight honorably. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't you want to joust me? And yeah. even if, it, it, once you say it like that, clearly ironic, then even if jousting was perhaps not the worst approach for him, um, then uh, yeah. he might actually, you know, say, "Okay, is it really so clear that I shouldn't be jousting here?" Mm-hmm. Um, and not thinking that that is exactly what you want him to do. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, actually a great, great point because uh, you can lure people to come you know, against you, and you know, and then you will not, and yeah. then you will have a better position afterwards. Yeah, or maybe okay. get him to come and uh, yeah you will uh, and, and you know and, yeah and you will get a better position or better you know, options or no op- not better odds if he just if he just you yeah, so, the yeah. same thing if you approach uh, now I'm well, I'm not as I'm really trying to work on it but I have at least until very recently I've been a very aggressive player and I still am on occasion and just you know pushing the ships in there, forcing the engagement, mm-hmm. uh, typically using very fast moves. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it surprise opponents, uh, not only that I was this aggressive, but then they've also thought, oh, it's easy to get him to overextend. Mm-hmm. But you can make fast moves that are still clever mm-hmm. and they are not expecting it because they, they are reading you like, okay, he's just brute forcing Mm-hmm. So I can I can trick him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, mo- most definitely. I mean, uh, this is actually I've. I don't think I don't know whether it's a mind game or a strategic. I think it's maybe both. Uh, mm-hmm. I've played games. I mean, where you uh, where you have, uh, you know. The first round of shooting is, you know, you're shooting one ship, and everything, you know, is a, you know, everyone probably would expect that you would follow shooting that ship. But then, what you're actually planning on is to shoot another ship that is maybe behind, maybe somewhere, you know, far away, or I don't know, and you have the, all the options of me, you know, thinking about imperial aces here, but for instance. They have all your three ships ready to move in completely other direction and just mm-hmm. one shot or yeah, at least focus fire on one ship that is just far away, no danger, no one expects expects it. I mean, and you will 
in, in that uh, shooting phase, you will try to do everything to get your opponent thinking that this is the primary target and he will you know, continue shooting it. So he will probably then, you know, take it away and just will not try to, uh, and then I'm just going into a different ship and yeah, I'm just fine. Yeah, I mean, often I tend to shoot at a ship just for a single round, do a little bit of damage to it, just to get it a little bit scared. So it will <coughs> run away, so I yeah. can concentrate on the ship I really want to take down. Exactly, and I think that's a mind game, in a way. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's both strategic, but it's also a mind game, because it then mm -hmm. gets your opponent to think and maybe take a wrong decision, and that is what the mind teams is all about, uh, in a way. If you are using mind teams, firstly you are using it to uh, get up, you know, so you will play better, definitely. And if you're, you know, if you're using mind teams in that way, uh, which I'm going to say now, to get your opponent to play worse. Mm -hmm. So if you are, if that's the purpose of using mind game, then you can definitely, there are possibilities, and we are talking about them, these possibilities, if you want to do it. This is a really delicate, uh, you know, topic in a way, and uh, like we said in the beginning, you know, we like how the game is right now, and there's nothing wrong with it, it's just uh, no one is you know, using mind games in an improper manner. I have not seen that. And so, but I, I think, you know, if you, I think you can use it a little bit to, you know, get your player opponent to you know, play a little bit. But it just, it's just, you, you don't, because it's part of the game. I, I think actually it's part of the game too, because I used to play poker and I love that part of the, you know, when you're reading the opponent and all that, I'm not saying I'm doing it. And I'm mm -hmm. definitely not trying to get the opponent to feel, you know, worse and all that. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would never feel good about it uh, if someone actually, you know, has a bad playing experience against me. If I were doing that, then I'm approaching the game in a wrong manner, definitely. Okay, I, I I couldn't care less Ooh. if the person in <laughs> no, front of me had a bad gaming experience. I mean, okay, I yeah. fought phantoms. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, I I I would like my opponents to have fun, but I mean, oh, sometimes you play a list against a list that isn't fun, but that's not. I mean, obviously, it is the person's fault for flying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but I don't judge the people because what they are flying, basically. I mean, if you're at a tournament, you you fly what you want to fly, and you're supposed to be flying against good lists and lists that you ultimately just dislike flying against. But mm. the people are, might be probably are really nice 
But yeah, that's, and, and outside, that might also that's outside tell you the topic. I mean, that might also tell you something about the players. That yeah. do oh, they, yeah. if they play something, does that mean that they are, you know, something they just grabbed off the net? Um, then you don't really know if it's a very popular squad. Like mm -hmm. a few mm -hmm. months ago, if you ran into a Rebel Beef player, you didn't know if that meant that they were good or not. No. Um, you knew the list was, but yeah. um, but it there are certain things like probably Quad Phantom, um, probably uh, Triple Region Jedi's now, um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that where if if you see it on the other side of the table, you know that that is the player who does not have squabbles about uh, you know choosing a list that might be observed as an NPE by the other side. Mm -hmm. And I also think that it is important, and this is perhaps more of my, uh, the psychology bit where it's sort of the mind game with yourself, that if you bring such a list, like if you yeah. bring triple region Jedi, then you just have to be okay with running for time. Yeah. Definitely. Because otherwise you are you're not utilizing your list to the full uh, benefit. Like if you brought Quad Phantom, you have to be okay with uh, Mobile fortressing. Mobile fortressing at least to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're not, and I totally respect the people who are not, then mm -hmm play a list that you are okay with playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Definitely. I had a I had a game in uh, in the Swedish Grands where I did half points on, you know, Sirisu and mm -hmm. ran for the rest of the game. And <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that is also something where, you know, I was a little bit concerned because it was about, you know, I didn't want to have a bad experience. Uh, mm -hmm. Playing the game, uh, especially, if, and for me that would involve, you know, my opponent being, you know, very annoyed. Mm -hmm. um, Same here. At Worlds, I, I was I was playing uh, the Rebel Beef, and I had a couple of Ewings and uh, B-wing, and I can set them up so that they're fortressing indefinitely if I if I want to, and I used that kind of thing where. One Ewing would go in front of the other and stop, and Cassian would take off the stress and bump into him, and the other one would stop again. But I didn't do that as often as I should have, or as long as I should have, and delayed the engagement for me to like uh, give me the best possible positioning because of uh, you know. <laughs> what do you call them? the mind games of the community that they, they really don't like the uh, there was such a big uh, conversation in the community yeah. about mobile fortressing mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. everybody you know chiming in on what they think there's an NPE and they don't like people doing it and mm -hmm. stuff like that and that deters players from actually using the strategy that <laughs> gives them the best advantage yeah, I think that in that particular case, you have also that you sort of have two things going. It's one that it might something might be frowned upon because yeah. it seems um, from from a certain point of view on sportsmanlike, right? Or this is not what the game is meant to be, so it feels wrong. 
Yeah. But it might actually also be wrong depending on um, you know your your judges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. At least for some list, like you know the, the Star Viper stall or, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But but again, it's like well, it's part the ability to do this is part of what I paid for with the points, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Definitely. So. Um, and I really still, think it's that if you, if you can do it, yeah. And if you, and if you're not willing to utilize all the tricks that that are in your list, then you know you should be flying something else. Just fly something else. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And again, I mean, if if I flew Region Jedi, and you know, I could also you know tell my opponent that. Okay, I'm gonna run, and you're never gonna catch me. Yeah. And that, depending on on what kind of person they are, that would either entice them to actually catch me, or it might actually mentally make them give up. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back to this sort of uh, upper hand versus uh, underdog. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Often, often with those aces, <laughs> just to put out one strategy into the mix, just to <sighs> tell people one of my secrets. <laughs> I often feel like <laughs> uh, with aces, when you are trying to run for time, is not really showing your opponent that you are actually running for time. Ah. But kind of play like you are. Going trying this direction. To, uh, <laughs> trying to engage, but uh, it's not really the right time, so I have to arc dots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get shot at. Yeah, and oh, look, like, now like accidentally we're out like, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I am kind of engaging, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One forward, barrel, <laughs> whatever, yeah. <laughs> I mean, instead of just running away the whole time, mm-hmm. it's, it's often just better to go straight ahead at your opponent and then arc dodge. <laughs> exactly. If I bring up bring us back a little bit, we sort of covered turn yep. zero. We talked about rock placement. We talked about placing ships, and then yep. we tangentially talked about some other things. But if we then get into sort of like just a normal turn, mm-hmm. so starting yeah. with the planning phase. What sort of mind games goes on in the planning phase? What have you seen others do? What have you done yourself? Um, where's that at? I think it's yeah. I think uh, exactly. I think it's a, a good place. And one of the things definitely there is your styles. Uh, yep. How you you know control your dials. You know how you set them down. How you you know. Look at them, maybe you know, rotate them and all that, and you know, placing them fast down. I'm ready, and then just waiting, yeah, and waiting, and waiting, and waiting. Uh, I, I, if you, I'm, I'm set. You know, I'm just pushing I mean, him I've, to, you know. I, I've said it multiple times in multiple episodes. I, I tend to be really, really quick with my dials, and that's definitely. That's definitely a mind game I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to be quick with my dials 
because it might stress out my opponent. Yeah, so you do me it intentionally. So, me, me being so, yes, yeah. I do it. So in that, you know, you do, both maybe you think fast and you just know what you're going to do, but you also do it to, you know, well, I don't say maybe intimidate, but to, you know, pu uh, push your opponent maybe then to do uh, maybe a mistake, you know, not the best maneuver yes. you could do. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I actually tend to do that myself, but uh, <laughs> also that but, might give me uh, that that I'm doing wrong. But if you and that's something that more players could actually do, think about where am I going to go next? You know, long before uh, you uh, actually are you know setting the tails, because if you can do this and you can take the best uh, decision and move fast, then you are in a better position to make your opponent to do a mistake. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree to this. Yeah, definitely. But but to be able to put down your dials really, really quickly, you have to A, know your list. You have to know it really well. Mm -hmm. And B, you have to you have to think at least turns ahead yeah yeah so it's it's uh, yeah you usually i i'm two to three turns ahead obviously it changes a little bit when you're when you see what your opponent is doing you got a general game plan of yeah, what you want to do but you have it a changes game plan and you can change it accordingly and quickly. Mm -hmm. i can uh because uh, this, what you are actually saying, is more like a chess part of the game. But this is act, there is a mentality or uh, you know mind game part of this, which is related to poker again, because uh, that's you know our topic here in a sense. In poker, if you have played Texas Hold'em, for instance, you have these you know three, you know you 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 bet before all three cards are set uh, down, then you can. Uh, act on the uh, flop, as it is called, then on the turn and on the uh, river. And so many poker players, they actually know how they are going to play all these, uh, you, know, you know, when the flop comes, turn and all that. You can actually do that when you want. You want to get the fight first engagement happen in a particular place, a particular area of the board. Yeah. And you know where you're going to, you know, go and how you're going to approach that area. And you want to get this, you know, the other ships to that area or one ship or whatever. So you can, you know, get the best possibilities. And mm -hmm. again, if you see these games ahead, by deciding where you're going to, you know, dial and, and go and elsewhere, uh, all that, if you're fast enough, it pushes pressure on the opponent, and I think you will benefit from it. But but how would you know what you uh, want to do? How do you know that? Where where the uh, fight will happen? Yeah, I mean, I, is it just practice or definitely practice? And uh, I actually tend to think myself where I want to have the fight and usually it is really close to those places but somehow I always lose but that's another story <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, no, no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I think you know definitely as a mind game uh, perspective, how you place your tiles, how you think about the turns ahead, and all that, and how you you know force your opponent to act fast, and not only by placing it down and be you know. Quickly, you know, turning them over. Also, just you know, are you ready? You know, I'm ready, and you know, push him to uh, put the tiles down. So, but yeah, but on the topic you you were mentioning, I mean, about losing because uh, I mean, you you pick the place for the fight to happen, and you usually usually are around that area, but. I feel like often you you see a place okay I want the fight to take place here and often if you think a little bit more about it you can see okay no this is actually the place your opponent would also like mm -hmm. the fight to take place mm -hmm. so it might actually might actually be better for you to pick a different place who might not be as good for you but uh, I mean worse for the opponent the, yeah but it's way way worse for for your opponent exactly yeah yeah I will I, I, I will take this back of my head and think about that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even, yeah, yeah. even when you sometimes if you know exactly what your opponent's gonna do and where he's gonna try to make the fight take place yeah. then at least with some lists then you can also change when the time, when the fight takes place. And that will all, all frequently mean that it will take place somewhere else. Like if he's setting up to do this in two turns and you can engage him the turn before, yeah. then he's slightly out of position. If you, uh. if you engage him the turn later because you have <coughs> the ability to go slow, then mm -hmm. you might you know, be able to... Um, take advantage of him having ships that can only move, you know, rather fast. Yeah. Rule of 11 and rule of 16. Know it. This is <laughs> uh, it's awesome because having you all played against a player that almost every time he knows where you're going and you just you know, are you just yeah. looking at my dance, you know? Is, you know, do you have a mirror behind me? What it, What is it? You just always know where I'm going. Yeah. His mm -hmm. name is Ayat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and doesn't that, you know, and especially if you play against someone you don't know, and he always knows it. Yeah, I mean, how? Just, uh, but it probably. Reading you right. Exactly. And that, you know, probably I could actually press someone to make, ah, I will not do the best possible maneuver, I will do something else. And then do he some also stuff that. Out to gain the, gain the yeah. element of surprise. Yeah. This, yeah, it's, uh, this game within the game. Yeah. This is also a mind game that I have seen and can definitely, you know, be a higher ground for a player. Yeah, but often when you do that, uh, if they see it coming, you're in such a worse place. Probably. <laughs> but if you like can... Yeah. Often, often this this turn that you, okay, I'm going to try to trick him. 
really, mm-hmm. really trick him. Yeah, yeah. And he sees it, then it's basically game over for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think you know, yeah. as uh, you know, on this topic, you know, if someone is really good at reading how the other ships are moving, and therefore, you know, capitalizing on that and just using it to his, you know, benefits to, uh, you know, the other player just, wow, he just always reads what I'm doing. And he's just, wow, I, you know, he's just a good player. Then the other, you know, player who just reads all these moves has a better position on the board, even though, you know, uh, he has probably, a, you know, I said, let's say he has a, you know, not as good list, but if he's reading all the moments, then the other players just wow, I just ah, I cannot play against this guy, he's just so good. Reads me every time. And that's also a poker part because uh, there are persons in poker that can just read how you are playing the game. And they are yeah. one of the best poker players. But how do you sort of, because one thing is uh, obviously, when you set your dials, if you have any sort of X-Wing experience, you will think about what your opponent's doing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's somewhat different than reading him, because that's sort of the first The first level is just, what do I want to do, right? And the next level is, what would I do if I were my opponent? Mm-hmm. And then uh, somewhere after that, perhaps several levels deep, comes what will this guy that I'm playing across from me now, what will he do? And that can then involve you know, both sort of reading his psyche early in the game and what kind of player he is, but it yeah. can also be things like where does he look on the board? Uh, which mm-hmm. order does he set down his styles? Did he set one of them really quick and thought a lot about one of them? And I think mm-hmm. some of these uh, uh, we will go into... Sort of, and, and talk specifically about. So let's not dive into any, any one of them now. But I think my real question is, and this is something that I personally have been working on, or struck, I would rather say I've been struggling with, is how do you find the time or mental capacity to not just worry about your own game and what the opponent is doing, but also have that extra attention span, you can almost say, to actually look at your opponent, where is his eyes going? Uh, How does he feel yeah. about the game right now, and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay, if I if I can pitch in, uh, obviously, if you are quick on your dials, you have more time to look at your opponent and feel him out. Uh, secondly, with the dials, just like reading what dial he puts down first and whatnot. Uh, I tend to uh, have all my dials in my hands and find out where I want to go and put them all down together. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. for my opponent so he can't read me. You got what the quad always do the same maneuver, right? <laughs> no. If you did that, you were probably losing. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. I mean, if I'm flying aces, uh, then it's really, really easy, obviously, just to have three dials in my hands and just put them down. But obviously, if you're if you're flying a 
swarm with seven or eight ships you you, you can't really do it mm -hmm. but then you have you, then you might have a lot of the same tiles so you can put them down without showing your opponent what ship it is and then just line them all up maybe but that uh, I think also yeah you mentioned one thing that maybe I haven't seen anyone doing that to me but I you know I've uh, after playing poker, you, you sometimes just look at the player against you, and you know, just look at him. Does he have a tell? You know, is there something that yeah. you can see from his? You know, how how he is expressing himself, you know, and all that. Uh, but there's nothing that I can see in actually, you know, in that part. But you could look at his eyes and see, you know, which area is he looking at, and that's yeah. actually something you can see but uh, I don't know if people are doing that oh yeah definitely people are doing that oh, I, I think I, so I, I, I think I, I, so I, 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 I see it all the time exactly mm -hmm. yeah I think so too so <clears throat> I'm, I'm but, very aware of this oh yeah definitely but then Which that's why, that's I, why I if, I, if look, I yeah if, if, if like, yeah the reason I'm very aware of it because I kind of uh, try to heed it where people are looking and uh, mm -hmm. because of that I always make it a point to if I'm looking at A option I look at uh, option B and C as well yeah, just, exactly. just to you know not to tell them yeah I'm, I'm going to try to cut, cut around this rock and that's the line that I'm looking at exactly yeah. So I, no, I so I go yeah. go to take a look at the other other direction as well as well as the forward or something like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is a element that you know, at least you can use, and uh, it is there. It just you know, this is so, this so. is probably one of the I think one of the uh, you know at least when you are playing against a rookie. Uh, you could use this, <laughs> and because uh, mm -hmm. they are just learning the game, and mm -hmm. especially well. And I think here in this topic, I'm you know I'm just talking about how you approach tournament uh, games. It's yeah. a lot different when you approach like a friendly game or something like that. Of course. Tournament games are and, I, and I think <laughs> I think the whole sort of where's the moral line is something that we will will also have to get into. But there is no moral line. Just say there's it. no moral line. <laughs> a, yeah, but from what I hear you sort of not say or almost say is there is a moral line, but not in a tournament. So yeah. it depends on the stakes. <laughs> Right. Sure. And but, th but that yeah. actually leads into a question I had already, and it's it's quite perfect, which is, if you only do this in tournaments, how do you get better at it? Because let's face it, I mean, most people probably play a lot more casual games, frequently with people they know well, which you know for practicing this is probably actually a disadvantage. Yeah. So, how do you practice? How do you get better? Um, do you do it? Only when you play games yourself, or could you also be doing it while you were uh, watching, you know, 
let's say you got knocked out in the last round and now you're standing around watching the next games. Is, yeah. is, is this something you can practically exercise? You know, just standing there trying to go really into the game. And I know that requires a lot of dedication that people might not have after a long day at, mm-hmm. at a tournament. But looking at somebody else play and perhaps just look at one player and try to get in his shoes and in his mind. Definitely. I think it's it definitely you can practice this. And, and with all what you said, by watching other players, watching games, you know, like I said, you know, I watched all the uh, commentary from uh, Oliver Pucknell, and there were times when he actually talked about these kind of, you know, mindset, mind games part of, you know, things in some of mm-hmm. his games. And I actually noticed, uh, you know, in one of his games, uh, he was playing against uh, uh, the, uh, oh, what was it, uh, Michael, wasn't it? No. Daniel. And he was playing against Daniel. And, uh, and uh, Daniel was moving uh, uh, Jake close to Vets some part in the game. Right. And, yeah, I remember and at, that. At, yeah, and at that time, uh, he was, you know, he stopped, thought about it, and just, you know, what am I going to do? You know, he was so close to Vets, and you looked at Vets' style. You know, mm-hmm. And he was, you know, and Ollie thought about this, you know, what does that mean? Yeah. What does it mean to something, you know? Is did he not have to, a plan? Exactly, or does he have a plan? You know, or what it, is it? So, yeah. And we haven't because, heard uh, Daniel's point of this uh, comment from Ollie, because Ollie actually mentioned, you know, was it, uh, you know, wasn't he sure about what he was doing, or was he sure? Was he playing me? What is it, you know? So I actually... I really noticed this part in this video, and I just wow, hmm, interesting. This, you know, that at least Oliver he really thought about this, and uh, I, I thought it found it very interesting part because you can yeah, actually, give, yeah, use that to give context to this. Uh, we're talking about uh, if uh, if Jake boosts or barrels, he can give. Uh, that's a focus, and mm-hmm. in fact, do a maneuver after that, a reposition act, mm-hmm. and that's what he stopped to think about during that game. Just in case yeah. people are wondering. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah, game yeah, we're yeah. talking about is the finals at yeah. Worlds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, now my point totally eluded me. It will come back in a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I uh, <laughs> now I confused everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, I just now I know I... what I wanted to say, so uh, you don't have okay. to <laughs> anymore. Um, okay. So, one of the things that we frequently talk about when we uh, talk about squat building in X Wing yeah. is to force hard decisions on your opponent. And yeah. when, it, when in the concept of squat building, it is typically around who do I kill first, who would I prefer, or who can I live with of my enemy ships going to the end game, uh, or, you know, 
these perceived big threats. Can I li really live with this big Opsilon with a four-dice gun chasing around the table? Probably mm -hmm. I can arc dodge it, but if I some turn didn't, then I would probably just poof, right? Or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. So forcing hard decisions is, um, is something you do in list building. But yeah. that, I guess that also means that being aware in the game when your opponent is having a hard decision, if your opponent is thinking long and hard about something, you better know what he's thinking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why is yeah. that a hard decision? If he's sitting there pondering, yeah. should I barrel roll or not? Uh, or, you know, you don't even know what he's pondering. He's just standing there thinking about his actions. And on some ships, that can be quite a varied amount of, uh, of options, right? And underneath the strike mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what he's thinking about, then you're, in trouble. You are lo you're losing something, right? So you should yeah, be yeah. thinking about what is he thinking about? Because yeah. there are basically two options. Either he's dragging time, which, you know, I think the best of people generally. So that's rarely the case in my experience. Uh -huh. Or there is actually something. And you have that time. And I talked about before, how do you get time to do this? But at least there are many stops in a game where you can think about how you spent that time. Mm -hmm. And either if you quickly figure out, yeah, that's a hard choice. It must be this or that. Then stop pondering it and start planning your, your dials for next turn or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or the reposition for the ships that you haven't moved yet, because that can yeah. give you a really good, really good uh, indication on what, it, what, where he's going with it, and what his other ships are doing. Yep. Yeah, and it's also like if you have a, yeah, there are so many things in X-wing where you can you can sort of make these. You know, I think the perhaps the most obvious example with the quad phantoms, and now Gisli, you can teach me if I'm, because I'm clearly not a masterful quad phantom player. Um, but there's a lot of this that is about this, okay, I'm going to end up more or less with the, with the block of phantoms facing a rock. Yeah. So I am making the game harder on, on my opponent because, you know, I can deco either way, and even if I move, even if the phantoms move first, which they, you know, would do against aces, for instance, then when he is planning, he still don't know which way you're going to go. Yeah. No. So, th so there's this, I mean, so there's both the who sort of have the initiative in the game, and I'm not talking about, you know, who's first player, but about, you know, who is the, who is the one who is enforcing his will and who is the one that is reacting to the other mm -hmm. opponent mainly, but also this, okay, here I'm just going to make your next planning phase harder, or I'm going to make this action selection harder on you by doing these things where you have to spend time thinking about what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And that gives him more to think about and you less to think about. Exactly. And also, uh, on that note, <coughs> sorry. Uh, often you kind of kind of feel okay. I'm this is and this is a turn. I am going to I'm going to lose this turn, but I know of it, and that's 
that's actually my strategy to lose this turn because uh -huh. the turn after I am going to murder mm -hmm. my opponent. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, I mean, often it is it, yeah, it is better just okay. I'm just gonna lose that turn. I'm gonna take a damage here without doing anything back, whatever. Sure. But the turn after, I'm I'm killing two of his ships. Exactly. Sacrificing sacrificing the queen to kill a king. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <coughs> Chess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, trading up, and it's not yeah, always on the, I mean, on the same that, turn. Yeah, that that often. I mean, you're basically baiting, creating a bait for a, for your opponent by okay, he's going to do this and that, and maybe boost in to get a better shot at this ship, <laughs> but. The turn after he's he's not not in a really good spot. Yeah. To move out of it. Mm -hmm. When I'm on the other hand, I'm at a great spot, just to capitalize on this turn. Exactly. You know, flying over you, put a cargo suit on all your ships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so to the to the checklist, you can say of what you should be thinking about besides you know. Yeah. Why is my opponent thinking so hard? You should probably always also know, you know, have a hypothesis about what is my opponent's current uh, kill target. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you can see, well, he's chasing that ship, that might leave you free on your other ship to, you know, take less defensive actions and take more offensive yes. actions, grabbing a target lock instead of a yeah. focus, not doing the repositioning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, to dodge an arc you think might be coming or something, which will give you a, a, a head in the in sort of the efficiency game of your lust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden and, you find that you were playing against Gisli and he was just shooting at this other target to confuse you, and then he shoots. Right. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, people are have this endgame piece that they kind of leave back uh, just to see where the opponent ships are going, and uh, and after that ship has committed to a, a lane or something, that is the best place to you know pounce on it and try to win the game by getting out the endgame ship. So there's there's also the Robodope. Uh, thing that you can do going going after the easiest target and then just doing a complete 180 and, and turning to the real target like yeah. we've yeah. kind of mentioned and I think so, there's also you can sometimes you can get in situations where you can sort of use sort of very basic human psychology like um it's essentially why people were so crazy about iPhones when they came out, right? It was a scarce product. It was not easy to get a, to get into. I bet you're not good. No way I'm going with this. <laughs> so let's say that I'm playing my Imperial Aces. Mm -hmm. And right now, what I really need is for my Inquisitor to... And let's say I'm playing all this list, right? Right now, I really need my Inquisitor to slip away and get some force back because... 
he's yeah. vulnerable. He's low on force. He's in a bad position. So I might choose to actually put my whisperer in danger. The mm -hmm. one that he has not had an arc on all game. Yeah. I might even, you know, when I finish moving my whisper, say, or when he moves, if he moves after me, say, oh, damn it, I thought I would slip that arc, or something like that, giving mm -hmm. him the illusion that this is a chance to get some damage into whisper, but she might actually be at range three through a rock, right? Or with yeah. two evade tokens at, at range two, and it's not really that dangerous. Uh, especially not if the alternative is a dead inquisitor, right? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by saying stuff like that, sort of pretending you made a mistake or that yeah. your opponent did a great move and now has a chance to capitalize, you can take attention away from what should be the right move for him, which is shoot that inquisitor exactly. who is super vulnerable, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so some, man, and, and, and here's my dead whisper. Okay, <clears throat> let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. that's no, the no. super Shoot whisper, shoot whisper. Yeah. That, that's the super extreme example, but yeah, <laughs> something like that, right? Um, because even, you know, if you lose a few shields, it might be better to have three ships uh, with the damage yeah. spread out than have two fully healthy ships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but obviously that might might backfire on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah, a dangerous yeah, move, it and it, it's not something you should yeah. do if you're comfortably ahead, right? Uh, because no, no, then you might no. suddenly be, you know, more tired. Loot. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, I, I I lost whisper there. Okay, I, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you just said. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How? How did that uh, you were shooting at me at range three with Through with, Rock. Oh uh, yeah. With 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 a force and uh focus and then you evade and another evade uh, with a stealth device and you killed me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. Good variance with these green dice. That can happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it did. On, yeah. At worlds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> but I got two shots on her. <laughs> that round. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. Enough about that. Um, then then yeah, there is yeah, stuff yeah. like, you know, changing your dials checking your dials mm -hmm. uh, like you see a lot of people who pick up their dials and then and I do this as well and sort of rotate them so they point the same way as the ship so they you know, don't yeah. get their left and rights mixed up yeah I do that as and, well and I think mm -hmm. if you start doing that then you know and, and <laughs> the simplest kind of read right if your opponent does that for two of his ship but not for the third ship then the third ship is probably doing some kind of straight maneuver <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, unless that ship just happens to be facing so he couldn't make a mistake. So whenever I do these check of dials, I sort of habitually just check all dials, even if I only really needed to check one. Oh yeah. I almost yeah. I, I almost always only do this when I'm doing straights. <laughs> just exactly. to mess with somebody. <laughs> and this 
This actually uh, comes to another uh, item that I witnessed uh, when I was looking at the videos uh, for Oliver. When he mentioned that, you know, when you're looking at your opponent's dials, be sure what you're looking for before you look at the dials. Yep. So just quickly look. Okay, thank you. Yep. That's why you're not supposed to use those uh, red squadron dials. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually pinpoint what maneuver they are going to do if you if you looked at the dials, because they have that uh, they have that uh, marble effect on the back. Oh, okay, yeah. So you have <laughs> yeah. to be pretty good, but yeah. Yeah, 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 but I, I mean, <laughs> you, you can if you, if you practice, basically, yeah, if, yeah, if, you can practice if, it. If you've seen, if you've seen him do a four straight, let's say, and you noticed some distinct thing at the back of the dial, you, you, you can know when he's gonna do that four straight again. Mm -hmm. And again, but obviously, you would have to have pretty good eyes. But I, 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 I I'm you. telling you, you know, this again is completely related to poker. If you see yeah. there is a like a something scratch or something on a card, then you know. If you have pay, been paying attention, you know this card is marked and you know which card it is. So again, you know, you this is maybe not a mind game per se, but this is also like, you know, paying attention, you know, Knowing more than your opponent and all that, so mm -hmm. that's part. It's part of a mind game, but it's yeah. like you know. Uh, I what, think I yeah, think sort sorry. of related a little bit to to that. Not that it is necessarily a mind game, but it can become one. Is the classic sort of uh, oh, I haven't flown so much against that ship. Can I see the? <laughs> And I yeah, think yeah, yeah. in most cases, when people do that, they're actually giving too much information away. Yeah. Especially if they don't see, can I see the dial, but ask specific questions like, yeah. what, well, are the what kind of what kind of K turns or turnarounds do you have on that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. But again, as with all these things, there is the question, and then there's the bluff question, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, so he expects me to turn around. I'm going to cheat him and do a straight. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so it's, but but I think also... for that, I think that is actually something you can also do as a player. You know, and it's it can be super hard to just sit down and memorize styles. But oh, yeah. think yeah. about how you're going to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And exactly. a lot of it you can get through making sure that you get games in against all kinds of different ships. Yeah. And even then you might occasionally, you know, run into something like, you know, some dude who who's plays diagressors or something. Um but Fantastic ship. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. I heard about that. Um but <laughs> think about it and I mean perhaps you can have it, it, it is better if you have references yourself, and I don't think they count as notes. Um, nope. And you can find probably some of them online. Perhaps uh, we should research doing them on you know normal sized cards from patrons. Gisli? They were they were allowed at Worlds uh, it, because it's an open information. Yeah. 
Yeah, true. You're allowed to have reference cards of 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 your dial of dials. So I think that's the general line judges are taking. Yeah. But obviously, always ask your judge. I mean, he has the final verdict on it. Yeah, and I have actually had what it goes like rules, right? It is almost rules. Yeah. I, I have had one uh, incident, uh, or not incident, you know, which I learned, learned from. And I was asked, okay. you know, what are the red maneuvers on your, you know, on, on uh, this dial? And I just picked it up and I just looked at it all and, you know, this, this, that. And mm -hmm. then I realized, okay, I did a huge okay. mistake. This was a huge yeah. tell because when I picked it up, and he actually, you know, asked, you know, does it have a one uh, heart, is one heart a red maneuver? And I picked up the dial, you know, wow. and I just looked at it and I had one, you know, heart red on my dial, you know, dialed in. And I just mentioned, yes, you know, I just, okay, I just gave this away. <laughs> yeah. No, so but did you? Remember, I mean, how, why, did you, why did you give it away? I don't get it. Yeah, because it was, you know, uh, it was, you know, how I acted. I just felt it when I, I how I acted. When I looked at I, the I, dial, I, how I just, you know, and I just, like, was it on panic. A, was it on the 1.0 dial? No, no, it was, I, I don't remember, I think, I don't, yeah, probably, yeah, 1.0. Yeah, because the 1.0 dials, you only saw the, you know, maneuvers that you were, the one maneuver that you were gonna do, and the oh yeah, yeah. Two beside. But you had also the other. You had the uh, dial box there as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, yeah. I you know, because actually, <coughs> uh, and the point here is, you can, you know, probably uh, there's a possibility that you can get information from asking, actually, specific moves or in what are the red move maneuvers and. To see how they are, you know, react to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're asking, let's say, uh, oh, does he have a four straight? And he picks up the dial, and reads it, and oh no, he has a five straight. Mm -hmm. Then you might, I mean, depending on how he says it, mm -hmm. you you probably know he's not doing a five straight because he actually had to look and he. Doesn't know his styles all that well. Oh yeah, yeah, or... exactly. That's another. Yeah. yeah, but but what if he answers immediately without looking at the dial? Do you then assume oh. that it's because he dialed that thing in, or because he knows his dial well? You don't know. Uh, I... No, you have no idea then. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, you you just you have no idea. I think actually though, it is better to not look at your dial and answer the question. I think that would be the best possible situation. Actually, Actually, yes. I think the best situation would be to pick up the dial, scramble it, and give it to the opponent. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's also uh, uh, a good option. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think at least it is these kind of cases where perhaps the most important thing is that if he asks you, you know, in two different parts of the match, then you will respond in exactly the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and you will do that in all your games and you will yeah. train yourself yeah. to do that in all your games so either you start yeah. reading off the maneuvers um, or and 
potentially read him the entire dial, mm -hmm. or you just scramble the dial and hand it to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or okay. if you know all your dials really well, you just leave them on the table and just answer. You always do that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And practice yourself to just rubble them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Correct. Um, yeah. play style is something that I have also found interesting and then not good at uh, you know picking up on that and because uh, some play you know maybe slow 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 and then immediately fast so passive aggressive if you can say mm -hmm. and I am. I think this is a strategy that you actually have to you know, use yourself as a player, because it is sometimes you have to be passive, and you have to have this surprise aggressiveness in your play, you know, in that I mean, game or the, you know. Probably, I, I would say all players are trying to play passive aggressive. Every mm -hmm. single player tries to be passive aggressive. Uh, you want to be aggressive when you're not getting shot at, mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. That's that's basically that's the basic playstyle for every player out there. Period. Unless you're Dale Cromwell. <sighs> He's super aggressive. <laughs> That's just aggressive-aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. super aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's aggressive-aggressive. And that's actually but, a place uh, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but I still... I'm, I, I'm still pretty sure he is... He is often really passive as well. Sure. When, when, when he needs to, I mean... But yeah. I mean, uh, this is the the... I mean, I would say the best playstyle, basically, passive-aggressive. I mean, you want to be passive when you know you are getting shot at, unless you are going to win that engagement, mm -hmm. and you want to be super-aggressive when you're not getting shot at. I mean, you want to be at range 1 uh, in the back of your opponent. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, there's so much snow here. There's a guy on a a snowmobile right outside the window. <laughs> okay. But, you know, do we also have passive? Passive. Right? Uh, sure. Yes, but still no. I mean, can you say. If, if you. Can you say if the. You're, if you're passive, passive. If you, if you have to. If you're playing passive, passive. You usually aren't getting any damage in. No. And that means you, you you want to be aggressive at the right time, but that doesn't mean you have to get aggressive in the first fifteen minutes. You might be passive for sixty minutes of the game and then strike in. Yeah. But you have to do it at the right time. So it means you are passive aggressive. Okay. Okay, that's a point. <laughs> but. Then I would, because I haven't watched all the game that Mitch uh, Rap had, but yeah. would you say that he was, you know, he was definitely passive aggressive in the game against uh, Oliver, but it seems that he was passive passive in some of the other games, right? Or was he aggressive 
because I haven't seen the games. Was he aggressive he was, yeah, at the right I, time? I, I, I think that the, the right correct time, term that can apply to everybody is probably you need to be situationally aggressive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I think yeah. that goes. And for, I'm pretty uh, sure Mitch was that as well. Yeah. Uh, his 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 uh, fortress or whatever you want to call call it. I mean, he is basically creating a place he wants to engage. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's what he's doing. Yeah. And when he sees that he can engage at this place, he is going to be aggressive. Yeah. Okay, you know, and that at least you know you have to know, uh, you know, the player you are playing against. How he is? Is he, you know, passive aggressive? Will he be aggressive now? Is he aggressive and then pass passive? You know, I think this is important, and for yourself as well as a player, and again as uh, some you know kind of a uh, strategy and a little bit mindset probably as well. Mind game, I mean, uh, how do you yeah, so, read your so, opponent? Well, <laughs> yeah, so I guess a part of this is also that your mindset and your opponent's mindset changes over the game. Yeah. So you might, in, initially, one player might be scared that the other player has, you know, a tough list for him. Then that player might get ahead. And now his mindset switches from, okay, I need to, I, I just took, you know, the long punches in order to get ahead, but now I have to stay ahead. And that is a different mentality that he has to employ, right? Uh, and I mean, I, throwing away games that I'm ahead at is one of my specialties. Uh, I practice it a lot. <laughs> and it goes all the way back to, to, to first edition. I've thrown so many games that it annoys me. Um, which sure. is really dumb. I'm, it's like half the games I lose, I was you know comfortably ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to try to read uh, your opponent when he's uh, switching from being passive to pouncing and being aggressive or something is something you need to be aware of is points and how the game is going and and realize uh, with the time you know remaining in the game and the, and the point state that it is uh, somebody has to do something or do a drastic thing then that that way you can uh, anticipate old moves maybe and 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 uh, you know read your yeah. opponent better exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, how often you can kinda read your opponent how he's going to play this game at the first, I would say, three rounds before even the first engagement happens. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, is he going to play super? He's going to be super passive uh, for the most of the game. I mean, if he's flying, let's say aces. Is he always going or to ask us? Or is he just flying? I don't know. Let's say a tie swarm, and he just wants to get in engagement as soon as possible, basically. Mm -hmm. Or not? <laughs> he might want to. He he might be flying a tie swarm, and you just basically want your the first engagement be the last engagement. Yeah. 
And I think, yeah. I, and and I think to that because you—that's the engagement you usually win. To that, we talked about you know the psychological advantage. But yeah. do you basically have a psychological advantage if you play jank? If your opponent stands yeah. up from you, looks at your list, and says, "What's going on?" Yeah. Yes, you do. You do have an you do, do have an advantage, and it Definitely. might not even be true that it is an actual advantage, but just no. him sort of doubting. Okay, is there something I'm not seeing here? Mm -hmm. yeah. Can be super significant, right? Oh yeah, li list matchup wise, it might not be an advantage, but just uh, the advantage yeah. is probably that the other player doesn't know how to deal with it or is not sure. Right. That's yeah. that's an advantage. Yeah, if it's and, weird, and... kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and, and and you could actually exploit that in list building, right? Build something weird. Yes, that is not yeah. that expensive, yes, right? And it's still no somewhat uh, effective. Right. Um, it, it comes back to what you said earlier, Jan, about you know the list building. You know that's actually can be part of the mind getting it in itself. Uh -huh. Yeah, true. And you can yeah, actually, and I, you know, at least I have you know been in that uh, part and you know started the uh, you know discussion here with how I went in in my last chance qualifiers and. I definitely was uh, what they call tilted in there. You know, mm -hmm. what you say, and, and someone doesn't understand what that means. Is in, in this is usually uh, used a lot in poker, but it means that if you have a bad run, something you know, usually is when the odds are you know awfully against you, then you just mm -hmm. feel you know there's something that happens in your brain, and you just feel awful and that can happen when uh, the people you know with uh, weird list do something really unsurprisingly to you and uh, you just oh I did a mistake or you know whatever and just you you know you're constantly uh, uh, you know, beating yourself because of it yeah you start and you start to fixate on it yeah, yeah, so you sort and, of do you lose your composure. Exactly, and two more mistakes. So that mm -hmm. is what happens uh, when uh, uh, that, that 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 can happen, and that's what you know tilting, and that is definitely something that has happened to me in action, and I think can happen to others, and uh, something I have to practice on definitely. It has probably happened to all of us. Exactly, and, and just if you're good at it, you you, then you you lose one game and and it it just haunts you for the rest of the tournament or something. Exactly, and again, I refer to you know one of the great videos uh, Oliver has put out when he lost Whisper in his final game. You know, no, no, Whisper, no, Mater. You know, many many might uh, tilt. Probably he did. But he at least managed to compose himself and found the best possible way out of it. Of course, mm -hmm. he took a chance, but he, you know, he managed to do it. So he managed yeah. to yeah. take a good decision when others might have done a bad decision. Yeah. So by practicing yeah. that, you will be better, and you will 
you know, this is really yeah, important. Uh, yeah, there is something about being, you know, in control of your own emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and and can and, and act rationally because sometimes you're going to be behind. And yep. if ev and and sometimes when you're behind, you're going to lose. But there are also times where you are still going to win. Um, and, and you might have to make decisions like, okay, I'm going to do this sort of lower probability move um, that I wouldn't do if I were ahead. But I'm going to, you know, be aggressive and I don't know, trust mm -hmm. my green dice or my red dice, uh, depending on the situation. Yep. I never trust your green dice. Never. <laughs> you don't do it. You, but but <laughs> if that's your only chance of winning, then you should. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you shouldn't be oh, upset yeah. about it, right? But but I, I know green dice are a fickle mistress. Um, yes. But I would like to return, I think, to something we briefly touched about, um, which mm -hmm. is sort of the morality question, because. Okay. Everything, there's a line for everything. And I guess there's also a line about uh, what you can and should do. And that line might differ whether you play, you know, the World Championship final or uh, a pickup game at your local store on a weekday. But mm -hmm. how do you feel about where that line is? I mean, and just to set an extreme example, you could go in and then you could sort of just try to irritate your po opponent into becoming furious so he loses his composure and thereby his ability to play the game. And I think that is probably crossing, uh, that is, uh, for me at least, that would be crossing the line if I sort of mm -hmm. intentionally yeah. wanted to invoke anger uh, or sadness in my opponent or any sort of strong emotion. But where do you set that line? Mm. Wow. Huge question. <laughs> Good question. I mean, uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, I tend to treat all of my opponents the same. And I like to talk a lot just to release the mood, really. I mean, get the mood, just casual mood. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, I agree with you there. I would never try to irritate my opponent. Yeah, same. But <laughs> I, I might I might be irritating to some people I don't know I mean some people just might find that irritating that I speak a lot and I try to that's just your winning personality yeah yeah I mean especially if you're winning and you might be winning quite quite well and you're still like you're super super I mean you're, you're in a good mood yeah but I think uh, my take on this is <clears throat> this will definitely not no that person might get a you know get far in a tournament but it would not he would I think he will not get far you know for a long period so it will get you somewhere definitely and if you want to win a tournament or something like that you can use this definitely, but in the long run, this will not benefit you, and will just be uh, both negative playing experience, and people will just act upon it. So I think you know, this is really 
you know, you you can, you can this is this could be you know part of playstyle, you know, passive aggressive playstyle. You know, if you can use that phrase, how you interact with others, you can mm -hmm. sometimes you know be really you know really aggressive on someone and. And I, hey, oh, don't do that, you know, don't, don't, you know, be, you know, what do you say? Yeah, aggressive on that person. Yeah. But in a long, I think, I think this will not benefit the person in the long run, but it can definitely benefit someone in the short term. Yeah, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> Uh, one neither, thing, one neither, thing. Neither, neither do I, so just yeah, to yeah. be, you know, on, for, the, for the record. One thing that I've actually come to mind while we're discussing things and in intimidation is like wearing a Cobra Kai karate uniform. <laughs> <to a tournament. laughs> really? I recommend it. <laughs> that's that's cool. I I, I like it. Sure. I recommend this. It's... Yeah, I vote for that. <laughs> Do it. Oh, no, I love it. Uh, there, there's some some people that have actually done that. Yes. Yeah. Both Cobra Kai yeah. and uh, and for the Karate Kid. And Russo. Yeah. No, I mean at an action turn. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You know. I know. I know. You know. But you know, <laughs> not everybody does. There is one. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I feel like that's that's having fun. Exactly. Yeah. To an extent. Totally yes. To an extent. Yeah. And, but yeah. the reference, the reference is to an intimidating factor. And why not wear a Santa Claus uniform? Why pick something like Cobra Kai? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, but there's this... definitely a mental gain aspect to the, to choosing that that thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And it yeah, also, yeah, you choose I to think, display an alpha male image, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. think so, yeah. And it's also it could get that person into some mindset. Oh know, yeah, he definitely. feels comfortable that you know yeah. I'm in this in uniform. Pumped. This is uh, you know definitely a discussion point. And uh, loosen up the uh, atmosphere and all that. So it definitely brings advantages uh, to that person. I definitely think so. Yeah, sure. But there is I, don't know, I don't know if yeah. it's uh, to his benefit or to his opponent's detriment. I have no idea uh, what what his mindset. I think is. it's 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 more to his benefit. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that 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 clears it. Uh, at hyperspace trials. Uh, 11th of January here in Reykjavik, by the way. Just a quick hint uh -huh. for people who want to come. I am going to be wearing my kilt and I'm going to be pulling a power stance the whole day. Awesome! All right. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you going full Scottish on us and uh, not wearing underwear? or? Yeah, why would I do the power stances if I wouldn't be fully Scottish. Just to clarify, how, just to clarify. How cold is Reykjavik in January? <laughs> Pretty cold. In, yeah, but inside, not so. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you know, it, it might turn out to be not so intimidating. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Depending on room it temperature. Probably, it, it probably won't. We have won't. to get up. But it, but it, it is a distraction. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Definitely. Mean, it's like 
it's like that thing you you really don't want to look at, but yeah, yeah. you kind of do though. Exactly, <laughs> like like a traffic accident, sure. Yes, exactly. And you would actually sometimes want the guest to come into the you know room and whoops. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh did it distract do you? A, do a, Sorry, I that was do nice. a do a little Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, where is the stream kit now? You know we have to get the stream yeah. kit up and running. We have to stream <laughs> these events. <laughs> If only for the snapshot of Gisli passing by and is killed. <laughs> or, yeah, he will be on stream all day. <laughs> oh yeah. my okay. god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killed already, Gisli. <laughs> so, okay. returning to the question that got slightly yeah. derailed by Scottish <laughs> costumes and let's just blame Duncan Howard. Um, then, you know, where's the line? And is it situational? I mean, uh, if you were playing with your sort of one of your usual playing partners down at the local store or a buddy who came over or something, would you still be looking at them for tells and stuff like that? And would you feel that was was wrong in a no X-Men game is truly casual, right? Uh, I would absolutely be looking at the tells. I mean, yes, but I would actually, but I would actually I tell. Agree. I, I would look at you. Realize you just told me you're gonna do a three bank or a two bank. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know because you know, with with your buddies, you try to make your buddies better and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Would oh, yeah. you do that? Yeah, I try to. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Okay, yeah, and I think that makes it a lot more fair, and that also answers sort of my. My previous question is how do you practice this? And exactly. it probably requires that you practice it against somebody who thinks that it's okay, which hopefully should be everybody because it is I think it is part of it is part of playing a game. Mm -hmm. It's part, it's of, yeah, a part of the game. Even though yeah. people might not think it or do not uh, think it is, but you know, it's <laughs> it's it, it's a part of every human interaction. I think so, mm -hmm. and uh, I agree. Yeah, and uh, and maybe in X-wing, you just try to leverage it to your advantage more because you've got a set goal to to reach with every mm -hmm. every every seventy-five minutes you put on the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's also something that you know some people it will come quite naturally to because they're empathetic and good at reading people and so on and. Others will have mm -hmm. to work a lot, um, mm -hmm. but it is something that you will probably need to practice uh, to be good at. And it's not one of those things where you can, you know, just watch some stream games because they can, mm -hmm. to some extent. And I mean, there's a lot of people who've gone very far who the majority of their expert time is spent just watching stream games. But you do not get the mind games aspect that way, because you simply cannot tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. If you only can see a pair of hands from now and now, now and again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. I think we have pretty much covered the topic. If uh, nobody has any sort of. Uh, Final notes. 
Mm-hmm. I, well, think, it, I yeah. think that that our sort of very okay take on this being, you know, uh, being okay and being part of the game, I, I, I'm not sure that is sort of a commonly uh, accepted way of looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. I looked a little bit into sort of forum threads, and I know, I mean, the FFT forum, I, that's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, there were I, I've seen people express very strong opinions about yeah. Uh, yeah. about things like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that perhaps this. so perhaps after a game, when you tell your opponent that, oh well, uh, if you have this good conversation that I think we can all have after uh, a next win game, where you say. Oh, how do you? What do? You, what did you think I do did wrong when I lost there? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. you might not want to tell them their entire site profile if you're, <laughs> if you're that good, right? No, because no, I, no. I think that will leave a bad taste in them. Oh, sure. Yes. Sure. And some might not appreciate uh, being told that you played them with simple psychological tricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, you obviously you at least you don't do it at a tournament. No, no, I would tell my friends you really totally, know. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, yeah, with your friends and your play buddies, you you tell everything. I I I try to do that mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, but that that's also people you know. So you, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, exactly. if you have somebody in your in in your sort of that you frequently play with that wouldn't appreciate it, then chances are mm-hmm. that you probably know that that guy is not into that. Um, mm-hmm. No. Correct. Yeah. Well, or <laughs> or struggled with his own conscience. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't care if somebody says, yeah, that's... I mean, picks something out and says, this and this is dishonest or or deceptive or something like that, that same person is probably doing the exact same thing on a different level or a different phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, pe- people oft- often that are most offended by something see it in, the- in themselves. That's yeah. at least my experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but for my mind, I, I can't really see anything dishonest to trying to read your opinion. No, no. I mean, that's the game. Exactly. This is the game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, oh, but there are oh, people that will think this. You, exactly. Yeah, but, and re- but they are definitely trying to read their opponents. Oh, yeah, but definitely. They might, not, they might not do it with uh, any practice or something like that, but they still are. Oh, yeah. For sure. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. And Basically, all games. Yeah, but uh, but still, you see, I think there is there is a distinction. At least I think there are for a lot of people. Uh, whether you read uh, the player or you read the human mm-hmm. behind the player, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, one yeah. thing is, of course, they should be if they're playing at any competent level. Sort of be trying to predict. Okay, is he going to be aggressive now? What is he going to mm-hmm. dial in? What is his strategy, and so on. And I think. Nobody is. I, I can't imagine anybody thinking that that would be unfair, right? Uh, you have oh, to be yeah. really hard-core jousters to not do that, and you will still be bad jousters. Uh, yeah. But 
going all the other way to starting looking at things like is he nervous and then potentially trying to exploit that. Then I mean that's a, that's a different thing. We are yeah, getting into at least a gray zone, uh, and, and certainly yeah. for some people, and for some people it will be a no go zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So so my yeah, BT one comment in the you know earlier or the episode when I, I first appeared in when I said you know I would definitely exploit someone who is you know <laughs> you know nervous and you know yes kill him you know punch him in the you know stomach you know I I, I felt actually bad about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a good comment at the time. Yeah, it was good. It was good, uh, you know, radio, you know, topic, uh, discussion at that time. I feel like we have uh, missed something with not having Haukon as the as the con <laughs> against us. Yeah, so, so shall we then redo this? <laughs> Let's call Haukon up. I I might just try to oh. just mix some of Haukon's own words yes. on earlier episodes just to put in. Yes. <laughs> oh, so like a having... Haukon bot? I disagree. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, Gisli. Okay. You're just going to go through all the episodes, try to find some place where he says, you're right there, Gisli. <laughs> and then just put that in over and over again. I, I don't think we I have that ha- on tape. I would I would have to no I would have to listen to like thirty episodes and not find it. <laughs> yeah, true. That sounds like work. Also, <laughs> then you will just find somewhere he says right, and when he says Kisley, <laughs> or right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Kisley. You. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And, this is getting into nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, or is it? Then, does anybody uh, have yeah, any I... sort of final words on this topic? No, I think we covered it mostly. I mean, I mean we ha- we've I mean, had a good discussion, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I, I'm probably going to think of something tomorrow. Oh, but for sure. <laughs> definitely. We, definitely yeah. we could probably, probably talk about I, this for a couple of hours more. Yeah. No, I, I we have we just could. covered everything. We probably, <laughs> I, I think we, we uncovered something interesting uh, early in the discussion about this sort of how you sort of psychologically deal with yourself, how you set yourself up for a tournament, how you recover from a loss and now you are in a one more loss and I'm out scenario and I think that could be interesting um, uh, to cover uh, sort of as a separate episode the the mental training and preparation and and dealing sort of Mm -hmm. inside yourself only Mm -hmm. and I and I actually think uh, for at least some uh, and Myself definitely. I will definitely, you know, just re-listen just to recap myself, because I really need to, you know, think about this more. So for others who have been thinking about this or maybe new to the game or whatever, uh, I think this is uh, something that is good to, you know, uh, at least listen to or talk about to others and all that. So this is one of the aspects of the game not the main aspect, but is really 
something that to think really to think about for many players. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think actually somebody who's really good at this this facet of the game is Nantorfs. Yeah, no, he's uh, when I think about it, yeah. uh, his demeanor at the table is quite uh, dictative, although very relaxed. I mean, it's that's his whole yeah. game, and and he sits down a lot and chills out and makes a big spectacle of it, and he's also looking at you a lot, you know, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. and he's a champion, so who could disagree? <laughs> How come? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Okay, shall we so. move into shoutouts or do you have other things you want to cover, Gisli? No, 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 just shoutouts. Yeah. Uh, Arnar, yes. you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I would like to uh, shout out to. Uh, Fernando Kirubus. I'm not sure if I uh, say this correctly, but uh, he's a guy I met at Worlds, and uh, he uh, created like a really cool acrylic uh, both tokens and templates, and uh, which I got from him, and I'm so happy about it, and I just love it, and um, I'm just I encourage him to just create more of it than just put it out there. So uh, thank you very much, Fernando, uh, for the for those tokens. And i really looking forward to get my templates. i really like to shout out to my uh, friends at TGIW. And i really like to shout out to Yuyan uh, for uh, this, you know, both uh, this episode and the episode before it was, it's been a, Really uh, great fun to be uh, on the same uh, episodes with you. And to you guys at Tooley Squadron Radio for having me on. I'm just really pleased and uh, for the time we had at Worlds and all the time we had here in Iceland. So I'm just really glad and I appreciate what you're doing here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will be wearing a mask if I play you at the hyperspace trial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would recognize no, the voice. Actually, <laughs> we, th- we didn't touch on that, actually, that aspect of poker that people are bringing cowboy hats and sunglasses and, and putting their hoodies over their heads and stuff like that. Yeah, we haven't oh. seen that that much. No. I, you know, no. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. But, uh, <laughs> derail. Derail. Okay. Derail. Uh, okay, eight. Uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out Steve Chesnick, a uh, Florida man. I yep. kind of hung out with him at Worlds, and uh, he's a cool guy, and he left an impression, and I really enjoyed their Florida man uh, podcast. I've started listening to them after after Worlds, and to dip on that. Okay, uh, you mean ditto, <laughs> double up. Uh, did, uh, did, uh, did, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. And to Jesper Winstrom. I'm done. I'm finished. How come? Okay. Uh, how come? <laughs> yeah, we're, just going, we're just going down the line. Okay, how come has no shadow? 
Uh, yeah, I would like to shout out Hukan um, <laughs> for not coming. No, but he, he I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, perhaps it's me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think um, my absolutely biggest shout out this week uh, goes to uh, the young Pink Hope, um, yeah. mm-hmm. which is the, the youngest member of our squadron, uh, Silas, who uh, ended up in the yeah. final. In uh, in the Melmere Hyperspace Trials uh, last weekend, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, going through with Boba Fan, a real you know big balls list, um, and he made it all the way uh, to the to this trial in uh, in Sweden, but very close to Copenhagen. And the good thing was that uh, he was in the final playing my other shout-out, uh, Rune, who's also a pink squadron and known as um, the Pink Hope, the Elder now, because we have the young Pink <laughs> okay. Hope and the slightly older Pink Hope. Uh, and Rune <laughs> ran away with it. And so we had a pink-on-pink pink action, but it was in the final, uh-huh. so that is okay. And sucks it's, to be you, Melmere okay. Sweden. Um, so can you can you say that this on top on top? No, but we're sort of to the left of them, so I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, have you seen how far north Sweden goes? I'm not even sure you're in Iceland or on top of them. No, probably not. only in our minds. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but uh, then again, as to be as said last time, I mean, anything north of Stockholm doesn't really count. No. No. Okay, yeah. and then uh, my final shout out is to um, uh, my newest acquaintance, who I'm just for now are gonna call uh, the mysterious Blake, and uh, okay. you will hear more about that at a later date. Okay, <laughs> interesting, exciting, but something is coming. Ooh. Ooh. Winter's already that, here, so it's not that. It's not the winter, no, but that comes repeatedly. This this only comes rarely. So uh, I'm back to you, Gisli. <laughs> Who are you going to shout out? I just want to shout out you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, all of you. Just thank you for the episode. Okay, I, I have to stop you now, uh, because what about Jesper? I did Jesper. Oh, uh, you did Jesper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did Jesper, yeah, of course. I did no, Jesper. Okay, yeah. Figuratively. I, I missed that. Okay, but great, great job then. <laughs> <laughs> it's my part of the show, and I won't miss it. <clears throat> no, unless I, I, I fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. unless somebody steals it, and you know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I can. Uh, that I stole it from you <laughs> the last episode. It's fine. You were guests. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. You guys want to say goodbye? Yep. I want to thank you very much Bye. and uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. goodbye. We'll be back after Christmas. Who's going to do the outro with me? Miss <laughs> You're mi- missing it. Uh, bye, missing bye. 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 Bye.
<laughs> Rebel scum. Who did that?